Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate y'all being here. We're live on WYSL until 1 p.m., so give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. And uh, shout down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark and and uh, our friends listening online at a free solution facebook page a free solution youtube channel the kevin wilson pages the kevin wilson twitter wherever you're listening today appreciate y'all appreciate you showing up again it's a live show give us a call 585-346-3000 or leave your comments you know we have a couple topics to talk about today so you know we'll, we'll talk about the uh uh amir lock that what what happened um out there and We'll also talk about well, a story I, pick, I I saw this morning to relate the COVID test and kind of whatever else comes up to. Uh, so if you have a story that you think we should talk about today, again, give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Or leave your comments, and uh, if it's good, we'll talk about it. All right, so first, though, we'll, we'll talk about... Talk about this. I, you know, I named the title of the show. You know, police kill legal gun owner, right? And and so this is about a 22 year old man who was uh, shot by a Minneapolis police officer. Um, this was a do knock uh, raid. Uh, this this guy was not a suspect in this. So th- there's always an interesting thing when when an incident like this happens. Uh, a, a major difference between how it gets initially reported uh, by the police, how, how they, they tell the public about an incident like this, and then what ended up actually happening and what we saw on body cam footage. Um, and so I want to talk about like kind of the, the policing issues related to this, and I also want to talk about like the, like the, the legal gun owner issues of this too. Because again, if, if you don't think that this could happen to you too, you know, wrong address, you hear someone break into your house in the middle of the night and, you know, you happen to have your firearm somewhere nearby. You don't know who's there. They didn't announce themselves. They didn't knock on the door. They just kicked it in. How do you respond as a legal gun owner? And are you going to make the right decision? Do you know in that split second decision that the being woken up in the middle of the night, do you know that the, those are police going through your door? Or if it's someone who is going to hurt you and your family, you don't know. And so as a legal gun owner, how does something like this, what does this mean for your rights too? So we'll, we'll kind of go over what, what, what actually happened here. What's interesting is that like initially um, the, the police had reported that, again, the, uh, this is you know, a warrant in which they announced themselves. They, they said that. Uh, that that turned out to not be true, um, and uh, this was. It, they they had also claimed that this man Amir Lock had had pointed a gun at them, 
turns out that wasn't true either. He hadn't exactly done that. Um, they called him a suspect in this. Uh, Amir was, in fact, not a suspect. He was, he was a guy just asleep on his couch, and he wasn't named in the warrant. They, as, they weren't going after him. But you get three seconds. He's just under a blanket. Someone comes in. He happened to have you know, his gun nearby, and that's what they said. They said, oh, well, he had a gun, so like, justify shooting him. Listen, if, if you happen to have your weapon nearby, do you want to be blamed for police coming in and, and shooting you if you happen to have your weapon nearby? No, again, this is why I say this is an issue for gun owners. This is why I'm frustrated with organizations like the NRA not coming out and commenting on this because it's it's a problem in its own right, right? Again, man sleeping on his couch, police come in, shoot him three seconds later, you know, in the chaos and confusion, no knock raid. They lied about the report. If, if there hadn't been body cam footage, the local news there would have just, you know, plastered the, the police story all around, which again, don't. We shouldn't take I – know, I know, folks, this isn't an anti-police thing. This is really an anti-government. We, we shouldn't take government authority at their word every time. And, and I actually got another story later related to that too. It's interesting related to the Department of Defense. But we shouldn't always take them at their word, right? Like we should question that. But what ends up happening a lot of times is the the police press release about these incidents where, where someone dies. They First of all, they use passive voice, which drives me nuts. Suspect killed rather than, you know, what actually happens, police shot an innocent man. That's what happened here. But they, you know, suspect killed in raid, right? Passive voice. No one's to blame for that. Instead of who who did it, why did it happen, what happened. Um but if we if, you know if, if we didn't have body cam footage, if we didn't have people asking tough questions, this would have just been it. This guy would have died. Everyone would have assumed that he must have done something wrong. You know, he had pointed a gun at officers. So of course, they had to defend themselves. This was, uh, you know, a warrant, and they must have been doing the right thing and trying to execute that warrant. No, none of that ended up being true. All of that was a lie coming from a local government, a lie coming from police. And now this 22-year-old man is dead. And, and I, I will point out, too, this is a legal gun. This, 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 uh, this guy had, had the right and had asked permission nicely from his government, had a concealed carry permit, apparently, and, and he still died. Did all the right things. So when you do all the right things and something like, like this happens, what do we do next? How do we hold folks accountable? I mean, there are ways that we can do that. There's uh, been bills like uh, Rand Paul's uh, bill going through the Senate. You know, I don't think it's there anymore, but going through the Senate to make no-knock raids illegal. There's stuff that could have been done on that. Now, there's so much partisan bickering over this stuff, it's hard to get some of these bills through. Uh, it would be great... If we could come to a bipartisan consensus on something like this, like, hey, maybe this is there. If it isn't banned outright, no knock raids, then at least have very, very strict criteria for how this moves forward. And if 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 any of you are listening today and you're a police expert and you know about this criteria and you want to call in and talk about it, 
So I, I don't know about this stuff. All I know is that, you know, uh, a, a man is dead and, and, and I think that this relates to legal gun ownership in the same way that the Breonna Taylor case also related to, uh, legal gun ownership. Cause again, no knock raid middle of the night, doesn't know what's going on, assumes that it's Breonna Taylor's ex boyfriend kicking in the door and going to hurt them. He grabs his gun, tries to defend himself. Turns out it's the police, and as soon as you know, and and he he had you know shot one of them, and you know in that case he was charged for doing so, even though at least initially, you know, we ended up beating those charges, but he had to go through the court system to prove his innocence for a situation like that, and that that shouldn't have had to happen. And it's not again. Not the only time it's happened. There's there's also Andrew Coffey the fourth in Florida. Ended up uh similar situation. He was uh you know uh a, they they actually ended up accusing him uh or charging him with murder of his girlfriend, even though the police were the ones who shot his girlfriend because same thing, he had a he had a gun. I think in this case I I think there was an illegal gun in the house too, so he got in trouble for that. But uh you know the police came in, shot his girlfriend ten times. You know he had opened fire to defend him and his girlfriend, and then they charged him with her murder, even though they're the police, the ones who shot him. There's also cases like uh, uh, Flando Castile, legal gun owner. Uh, it was a a traffic stop. It was. You know, a situation where he let them know, hey, I have firearm in the car. I'm just letting you know it is. You know, keeping my hands up. Police officer shot, killed him anyway. No charges. Where, where's where's the NR? Where are the gun rights organizations on this? And and I haven't seen that. Usually GOA says something like this. I don't know if they've said anything about this one recently. But, you know, the, the NRA, to my knowledge, hasn't acknowledged this or any of these other cases. And they're supposed to be the flagship of, you know, defending gun rights. Nonsense. No, like it, it has to be for everybody in all these cases. And it seems like some of the sometimes those rights, when they get violated by police who are to be again, this is an anti-police statement, but they are the enforcement arms of the state. When when police are the ones violating gun rights, a lot of conservative organizations, unfortunately, forget to use their voice to make sure that they're defending the gun rights from the very people who would be charged with actually taking away our guns. It's important to do that in every case. Anytime the government tries to do that, it's not just a, a bureaucratic not being able to get your gun thing. It's also the process of actually taking guns away or not respecting that right to self-defense in situations where the police have behaved recklessly that we need to make sure that we're speaking out and making sure that right is protected. So something to think about, something to chew on. For this Monday, and no heavy issue for Monday early afternoon. But thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. If you have thoughts on this, give us a call 585 346 3000. That's 585 346 3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to a free solution. Uh, again, we're live today on WISL until 1 p.m. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. And now getting a few comments in here today. Tim O'Connor, a good friend, Thursday host and Friday co-host with me, says this is nowhere near as our Friday funny as our Friday shows. Yes, now Monday I do more more serious topics. If you want to listen to a fun show, Tim and I get weird on Fridays and, and this is always a good time. Um and you know, just a request from a commenter to repeat uh from Blake Smith said uh you know, can you repeat the information yet? Yeah, so this was uh this was in Minneapolis, Minneapolis um and uh happened not too long ago. I'm going to share a link to an article about it so you can read up on, on what happened here um, and, you know, how, how how this happened. Again, we'd love to hear what you think. Again, give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Um, and, you know, this one, I'm going to have to read up on this. Uh, uh, Brian Sutton says, in Vancouver, Washington, the police arrived at a residence, immediately shot and killed uh, the, the armed victim and arrested a thief. The man they killed was an off-duty cop. Um, and so, yeah, and then situations like that, too, like, again, it could be you know, off-duty cop. Like, people come in, they, they immediately react. And, you know, the, the training, understandably, is like you need to do what you, you can to preserve your life, as I understand that. Um, and, and so, so you get that, but, uh, at the same time you, you say like, okay, like, well, is there something that we can do to prevent, uh, the deaths of, of legal gun owners? Like, again, the off duty cop in this situation, in, in that situation, I'm to read more about that. Brian, so you put, put a link. Um, and you, you got to wonder, like, again, how, how can how can we do better here? And what does this mean for the Second Amendment? Uh, one of one of the solutions you get from the progressives to like, well, see, you know, if 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 uh, uh, any of these people didn't have a gun in the first place, then we wouldn't have had this situation. It was it was caused by people having access to guns. And if, if the police officers didn't fear about, say, you know, losing their life because of the proliferation of guns on the street, uh, then uh, we wouldn't have instances like this and that's that's a, a backwards way of looking at our rights because again we have the fundamental right to defend ourselves and the second amendment does not give us that right the second amendment prevents the government from taking away that right and that's a really important distinction 
we already have that right. The Second Amendment just says, hey, we're, we're putting it in writing here. The government can't take away our right to defend ourselves. They can't take away our right to bear arms. And folks want to say, well, you know, if, if we don't want the state acting violently against us, then you need to take away your right to defend yourself. No, that that's not the way that it should work. That's not the way it ought to work. Um, but the, these sort of incidents happen all the time. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll be curious if, uh, you know, what ends up happening in this situation, if, if the, the, the Black Lives Matter folks uh, end up kind of making this an issue in that area too, uh, or if it gets confused in the politics of, well, this this 22-year-old young man did, did have a gun. Because, again, I, I – We've seen this type of stuff before where, where progressives will kind of be a little bit more quiet when it's a legal gun owner who was killed in, in a situation like this. And unfortunately, gun rights groups, uh, when, when police are involved, tend to be a little bit more quiet about defending our rights in this situation. And and really, both of these there, – there's valid criticism of, again, the, the no-knock raid itself, which – what was originally approved was a, a an a raid where they're supposed to announce that they were entering. They again they entered the wrong address, as I understand that the the guy who was killed, Amir, was not on on the actual warrant, and and despite having a warrant that said that they were supposed to to announce themselves, that they originally decided that they they went ahead and did a no knock raid anyway. So. Hopefully there's some level of accountability that's still relatively fresh. Again, luckily there are things like body cam footage that we can see what happened. And that body cam footage is, is an interesting thing because you know, I think there's less debate about, uh, about this today, maybe still some. But a lot of places have already adapted this because it, it helps both uh, you know, uh, police officers when, when they are in the right and, and they have video evidence to, to show that they're in the right about a situation. And it also helps uh, people who are in situations where police abuse their power and you're able to, to see what actually happened and to sort through that and to hold anyone accountable. You would hope – again, it doesn't always happen, but you'd hope that you know in a situation where, where that power is abused and someone's hurt that you'd be able to hold them accountable for their actions, the police officers or – you know, again, if they, you have someone who's actually uh, doing something wrong and, and, and police, you know, arrest them and, and sometimes have to use uh, force in a situation. Uh, sometimes you look at the police body cam footage and you're like, oh, no, that's that's what maybe needed to happen. I, I remember seeing that case where like the, the story came out uh, sometime last year where, where it's like, oh, police, you know, shot young woman in this city. And, and you, you see the body cam footage like, no, that woman was trying to, to, to really hurt someone else. And you're like, all right. It's it's awful that the situation ended in in you know that one being shot, but like also she was she was intending to to hurt or kill another person, and police officers' actions may have saved that other person's life. Um, and this other one, uh, other comment from uh, Brian says uh, it seems that police use officer safety and fear for my life and as as an excuse to shoot first and ask questions later. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's certainly the the criticism level that police officers get. And if if you were a police officer or or you know you you are you know, work in in that in that field, I'd love to hear from you again. Give us a call five eight five three four six three thousand. That's five eight five three four six three thousand. If you have thoughts on this, um, and that, that's a tough thing to do because again, we as we as citizens, we 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 need to make sure that like our everyday actions are aren't going to cause a police officer who fears for their life to hurt or kill us. 
you know, that's, that's not fair. The, these folks are supposed to be trained and are supposed to have, you know, the, the wherewithal to make sure they're able to accurately assess the situation and not hurt innocent people. I think that's a, a fair criticism to level at police. I, you know, I, which, so again, I'm not exactly anti-police, but also I think that there's plenty of criticism they had in situations like this generally, because this isn't a problem unique to Minneapolis. It's it's something that happens in a lot of cities all over the country. So as we've already pointed out in several situations, that situation in, in, in Vancouver, they still need to look up in, in the Philando Castile case, in the Breonna Taylor case, uh, in the, the, the Andrew Coffey case. All those are just recent examples of this happening. There's some other ones that are murkier. There's some that never really make the news all that much. Um, and and I, I want to keep bringing these light. Again, it's, it's it's worth talking about. I think that the Second Amendment community needs to make sure that that we're you know talking about was was this mean for for us? What is this you know and, and for everyone generally? But what does this mean for us? And what does this mean for our rights? And, and again, the this, the progressive solutions to this of taking away our guns is a, is a non-starter. It's ridiculous. Like, I mean, well, it's one of those things, right? Like, <laughs> everything, everything is, uh, everything is an excuse to to push their agenda. You know, it's like, that, oh, well, oh, something happens involving a gun. Okay, take away guns. All right, something uh, happens uh, in, you know, <laughs> in the environment. Okay, so we need to uh, end capitalism, stop global warming. So there's always like the, you know, go back to your 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 core talking points, right? Um, <clears throat> but. Again, we'd love to hear what other folks think. Again, leave your comments online or give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. And uh, with this case, uh, I don't know. I, I well, Maybe we'll find out more information. Again, this is still relatively uh, – new it, it relatively new in the sense that you know it just kind of came out like last week I, I didn't feel like i was prepared to do a show on it when it when it the news first broke at the end of last week uh when tim and i were doing our friday show which again we, we tried to make a little bit more fun um and you know we'll we'll see if uh more information comes out story changes at all you know i try to i try to be good sometimes i get these things wrong um on on either side and and i think i i know the story and turns out as as we investigate deeper it's uh it, it ends up being you know something that we didn't expect uh, but again, give us a call if you have thoughts on this, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We're going to be back with more on a free solution in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
Sell store is now open, and your car's crying for an official Voice of Liberty bumper sticker. There's a great selection to help you show your love of God, liberty, and the Constitution. Here are just a few available right now. Shut up, Fauci. Kathy Hokum. No more masking. Open the freaking schools. Scam alert, January 6th. No vax mandates. God, please help us. Close the Mexican border. Save America. Stop voting for Democrats. Support the Second Amendment, and your mask doesn't protect squat. But there's more. These are standard weather-resistant bumper stickers guaranteed to get you horn honks and thumbs up in traffic. Choose from other locally made WISL Voice of Liberty merch too, like tees, hoodies, drinkware, and more. Perfect gifts for any Liberty lover you know. Be sure to check out the exclusive WISL Mount Worst Morris shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting our four worst presidents. Guess who's front and center? Be free. Make a statement. Shop the WISL store at WISL1040.com. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're getting live here on WYSL until 1 p.m. Give us a call if you want to participate in the show, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Uh, shout out to our friends over at WACK out in Newark and our friends listening online. Active group today. Appreciate y'all. Uh, the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, Free Solution group, and the Kevin Wilson pages, wherever you are today. Uh, appreciate y'all being here. And, and and one more comment from Brian. I see a couple others in there, too. We'll, we'll, we'll get to those. Um, Brian says, Marvin Guy has been sitting in jail for seven years without trial. He legally defended his home during a no-knock raid for a marijuana crime that he didn't commit and killing a cop. And I, So I haven't actually heard of of, of Marvin Guy before. I just saw he, he listed a website there, freemarvinguy.com. Uh, so I'm going to read up on that. Um, you know, looks like I just, just read over it briefly. So it looks like he's been in jail since uh, 2014. There's no knock right down his house. He uh, you know, shot a police officer and, you know, was, was getting charged with his murder for defending his home, it sounds like, in, in a no knock raid that, you know, may or may not have even been intended for him. Again, I'm still reading up on it. So I'm sorry if I get details wrong. I just, Literally found out about throat. So freemarvinguy.com. I'll check that out. So th- thanks for that. The, the point is there, there's there's dozens of these cases. This stuff happens all the time. Again, not everything ends up uh, you know, making it into notoriety for one reason or another. Um, and and that might be one of them. And and I do I, – I, every time I say this, I, you know, I, I want to make sure we leave with, with some potential uh, solutions in this case. You know, again, in a situation like this, you know – well, let's let's we'll hit up four solutions this time, right? So one is you know endo knock raids, like just just stop doing it, or you know you need to set very very strict criteria for doing this. Again, in this situation, it, it sounded like they had decided to do a raid where they they would announce first and and then go in and then change their minds. Okay, so like why'd that happen? There needs to be investigation of that. And then and if there wasn't a very very good reason for doing that, and you know and, and in this case the result was was an innocent man being killed, then. There needs to be some level of accountability. At the very least, people losing their their jobs. Um, and oh, let me read that part. So Brian says the worst part is he has no trial. Seven years, no trial. That's that's wild. The, I mean, I, I've heard about cases like this too, where, where people just just sit in jail for years and years and years and don't actually get to go to trial. And that's that's a constitutional violation if I ever heard one. You have a right to speedy trial. So you know. Assuming that's true, that that's terrible. But so so step one though is like and and no knock raids, you know there there are bills to do that. Um, 
or at least set very, very strict criteria for, for what situations in which that's allowed. And, you know, if you go against uh, what the recommendations of the police department are or what's uh, in a warrant, then, okay, like, there needs to be some consequences to that. At the very least, lose your job, but possible, you know, charges in that situation. And then, related to that, ending qualified immunity. Again, this is something that's been debated in Congress, didn't end up really uh, – Getting through, it's been debated in some other states, but qualified immunity basically says that because they're acting on behalf of the state, uh, that they can't be individually held liable for their actions, even when their actions uh, killed someone. Uh, so, but basically, in, in civil suits. So, there's there's another way to hold folks accountable. The other way is uh, insurance. We've talked about uh, insurance before. If you have professional insurance requirements for police officers who are, you know, get they can get reevaluated by you know, insurance companies. Unions could even pay for it. You know, it could be a, a thing, or, or you know, it can be just part of the city budget that you pay for insurance. But if that insurance gets too expensive, or insurance companies are no longer willing to insure someone, then that's a problem. That's a sign that maybe an officer should no longer be employed anymore. They're too big of a risk, not just to the population that they have to work with, but also to the, the pocketbooks and to the budget of the taxpayers, you know, because if they're getting sued and they're requiring payouts, you know, in this case, uh, right now, it ends up being the taxpayers who pay that out. But, you know, if you had insurance requirements and there'd be the insurance company who would pay it out, they don't want to lose that money anymore. And there should be some individual accountability and evaluation there. Uh, that That's another mechanism for you know, holding people accountable. So, so that's a, a, a few things that we could do. Again, uh, insurance, uh, ending qualified immunity, ending no-knock no raids, and then just kind of either criminal or, or other, you know, civil liability for folks who break this rule. Now, I did want to get to another topic, though, because – and it's related. I, I could I could draw a connection between these two. Again, don't always believe the initial report that comes out from the government in, in situations where police kill someone that's – Sometimes they they have a lot of incentive to maybe not tell you the whole truth, and and I'm not saying that they're always lying. I'm just saying that it, it happens more often than you think. And speaking of questioning what government officials says, John, watching on YouTube, says thoughts on State Department recently saying they have evidence Russia may be planning a false flag attack on Ukraine, and when journalists asked for any evidence of this, the Fed had nothing warmongers. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you brought that up, John, because I was planning on talking about that anyway. Uh, and I'll, I'll share a tweet uh, from Edward Snowden. He, he retweeted uh, the, the Hill talking about this. And it's it is a like a, a very odd press conference. So you got someone from like the uh, I think it's from the AP, a guy named uh, uh, Matt Lee, you know, Asking the questions about, you know, what the State Department is trying to, you know, make a claim. The State Department basically makes a claim that that Russia is planning false flag attacks in in Ukraine and will use those false flag attacks as a pretext for invasion. Now, maybe that is something that is actually happening, right? But that's a pretty extraordinary claim for the State Department to make. That's that's a pretty bold accusation. And making an accusation about another country like like Russia and in a situation that is diplomatically tense uh, needs to come with evidence, right? Like, so if you're going to make that bold claim, um, that's something that, you know, 
it is just it is understandable, in fact, necessary for journalists to be like, all right, if you're going to say that, like, what's your proof? How is this happening? You've just accused another power, uh, you know, that is 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 fixing to to maybe invade Ukraine of 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 doing something that is going to be, uh, I'd assume, a war crime. I don't know. If, it, it probably should be if it is. I mean, they, they've done stuff like this before. It's not a totally outrageous claim that Russia would do something like this. Russia's not the good guy in this situation, but it's it's a pretty bold claim to make. And, the, and you know, the the journalist is like, you know, hey, like this is this is a, a weird claim to make. You know, this is, a, you know, you're, you're talking about crisis actors and stuff. And, and this, the State Department is like, no, no, I, I presented the evidence. I have made this claim. Um by saying that, like, this is happening. And the journalist is like, no, no, you saying that something is happening is not the same thing as evidence. Um, and the, 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 the guy from the State Department ended up getting like, really aggressive about it. He's like, no, no, I've just said it. I've just told you that this is happening. You know, so, so report on that, you know. And, and, and I'm, I'm not quite quoting accurately. The book is like, so, so that's what it is. That's the evidence. I've said this thing. It's, it's happening. And journalists like, no, you making a claim is there's a difference between you saying something is happening and there being actual evidence of this happening. It's, 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 it's a bizarre conversation like this. This guy from the State Department assumed that him saying that was enough to have everyone take him at their word. Absolutely bizarre. No, you can't. You gotta back extraordinary claims up with evidence. It sounds like we have a caller in the client, though. Uh, Jackson from Rochester. Jackson. Well, my point is this: uh, if the State Department is accusing false flag, uh, so it takes one to know one. That's the pot calling the <laughs> kettle black. I mean, I give you these school shootings, nine eleven. So therefore, the State Department would recognize a false flag operation because uh, they shouldn't be pointing fingers? Is that their point? Well, Jackson, I'll tell you, you know, I think if you're going to make that claim too, also need a solid amount of evidence, right? So I, I, I'm not sure that that is true. But, you know, again, if, if you're... <laughs> If you're if you're going to make that claim, if the especially if it's coming from the government, right, and, and in a situation where the consequences of being wrong mean possibly World War Three, you, you need to make sure that you're right. You need to make sure that this stuff is accurate. And it's situations like this where the government just says, "Trust me, you know, you don't need any evidence here." Where people are like, "No, no." The last few years, in in addition to and the reporter brought up like. Not having WMDs in Iraq, uh, Kabul's going to be fine after we pull out. All this stuff, you know, the reporter points out, hey, there's there's reason that we can't trust you. So if you're going to make a bold claim, you better back it up because we've learned our lesson the hard way enough already. Right. I mean, so you're at the poker table and you're betting the house. Who do you want to face down betting against, Biden or Putin? Because I got to tell you, uh, Putin is probably a better card player than Biden right now, judging on how Biden has been with his record. He, you know, he, he might be. I don't have to like either of them, though. I don't I don't, I don't have to like either of them. And, you know, and may, I, I know I don't have much time. To, I appreciate the call, uh, Jackson. Uh, maybe when we come back, I'll talk a little bit more about, like, the, the situation itself, what's going on over there. And, you know, again, why... 
why press conferences like this drive me nuts. More reason, like, I almost want to laugh at the government, but more reason not to trust the state. Appreciate y'all listening today. Appreciate the phone calls like that one and the comments. Give us a call, 585-346-3000, 585-346-3000. we back just a few on a free solution. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson. Your today. Thanks again for joining us. And we're live on WSL until 1 p.m. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. Or leave your comments if you're listening online during the live show. Happy to hear from all of them. Uh, Michael says, recent events have me thinking the State Department is gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, you, you, you're crazy for not believing us. Why wouldn't you believe us? Wild. No. Uh, Tim says perhaps the State Department declared it, and it's a pretty serious allegation. Yeah, they've declared it. Why should we question any further? And Brian says, uh, "Stay home and save lives" should be our foreign policy. Love it. Love it. You know, I, can, I mean, I. It, if you all know my politics, you know where I stand on foreign policy issues. Like generally, we should we should butt out with this again. I I don't want us to have such an aggressive response that this ends up throwing us into another regional conflict in Europe. Like we we don't want that. No one wants that. That's a a pretty dangerous situation when you have what would essentially be a proxy war between two powers. And we've already kind of seen this play out, and we've seen kind of the inability of us to be able to respond effectively to that with the, the Crimea situation. Again, remember this happened a, a few years back where Russia just kind of took that region, and then they pretended that they weren't sending in, like, their soldiers to, to occupy it, but that's very clearly what happened. As soon as they had a government in Ukraine that was more pro-Western than pro-Russia, uh, then they started taking aggressive actions to reverse that trend by fourth, by by force. Excuse me, man. I got like two hours of sleep last night with my baby, so that's <laughs> I'm mixing up my words today. I apologize. Now, what's what's interesting with this situation again is there's nationalist elements at play. Uh, there's there's kind of propaganda and counter propaganda going on, it, like. It, it here's something that drives me nuts though. Uh, with, with some some of my anti-war friends, again, I love you, 
but don't believe the stuff that that Russia says, like saying like, oh, Ukraine's full of fascists, blah, blah, blah. No, no, it ain't like there's there's a bunch of folks who are just normal there who are trying to defend their homes. They're you know, kind of either between center right and moderate left that it's not being overrun by a fascist government and repeating the Russian propaganda that is being put out in order to justify a potential invasion because they want to you know, stop. Ukraine from being taken over by, you know, Western fascist puppets or whatever nonsense they're putting out. It's ridiculous, too. They want their own autonomy. They have their own culture. They have their own distinct thing uh, that is in, you know, that is in connection to Russia, but is is its own distinct culture and situation. And Russia's justification for this, like their the kind of real motivator, is that the connection between those two countries that's existed over the centuries is being lost because they are looking at doing things like uh, joining NATO. They've had closer ties with the European Union, stuff like that, and that doesn't actually justify an invasion. Putin's talked about this stuff all the time. It's a you know, we are the same people type of thing. It's a nationalist argument to, to move forward with this stuff. And we're going to wade into what is potentially a very deadly and messy civil war and expand that conflict into the region. There are things that we can do to, to help, to speak out, to, you know, push back on, on Russia's involvement and have real consequences for that uh, since Russia is trying to expand its influence Throughout Europe and places like you know, Germany too, uh, and, and other places as well, there are things that we could push back on with that and limit their ability to have uh, soft power around the world because of of them doing this. And it would probably weaken their power domestically to get involved in a messy civil war in Ukraine. Uh, I'm going to share a link if if folks want to like read more about this it's a pretty good it's from a guy named johnny harris uh, it does a pretty good overview of like the kind of historical and political reasons why putin's doing what he's doing um but let, we'll get back to because i've kind of reviewed this um brian says that even the president of ukraine uh says it isn't happening yet like that's the weird part about like this the, the state department uh accusation like ukraine's like no this what are you guys talking about like this isn't this isn't happening. We don't have evidence of this. Um, and the U.S. kind of sticking you know, their nose in, in Ukraine's business right now, and I know there's some legitimate interest about like uh, uh, Europe and the expansion of Russian power in this case, but, but doing so in a haphazard way, again, making extraordinary accusations without providing hard evidence – that that accusation is true, especially given the track record of State Department uh, – well, we'll just call them State Department lies in relation to things, again, like the, the justification for the war in Iraq and the actual situation on the ground in Afghanistan uh, with our, our very, very messy withdrawal. And again, I support supported getting out of Afghanistan. That's a great thing. The execution of that was the problem. That was the issue with that. It wasn't actually – going out um and we we ought to be careful about how our influence and by our i mean how the u.s government's influence in this situation again can turn people against us and undercut the legitimacy of actual ukrainian movements to make sure that they fight off 
uh, you know, what is a, a takeover by by Russia. Um, and again, I, I think there it's. So you know, I, I one aside about this, which is fascinating. I've seen some memes about this. Is that uh, you, you got a bunch of folks over there who are buying like AR-15s and other stuff, and it's like, oh, you know, here's this grandma buying like a, a hunting rifle, and it's like, and you know, talking about like defending their homes, and it's like, oh, that's you know, that that's an accurate portrayal of what's happening, and you know, we we as Americans should and ought to have that same right. It's it's interesting to see how the the media kind of spins that situation but neither sign has to be the good guy here that, that again I, I just just say you don't have to buy into the russian propaganda putin's not a good guy he's not even a, a smart guy uh this situation will probably cost him a lot of power if he takes things too far and the u.s getting involved isn't good either you know i feel bad for the ukrainian people who are who are stuck in this situation with imperialists from russia and you know interlopers from the U.S. trying to stick their nose in their business when most of them are probably just trying to live their lives and go about, you know, their day providing for their family, just like the rest of us do. Um, and uh, one more comment Brian says, and Russia says it's only conducting exercise when it's own borders. Should Mexico get upset every time we have an exercise in the Southwest? I'll say what Russia is doing is a little bit more aggressive than that. They, they put 100,000 troops along the Ukrainian border ostensibly because they said they're worried about an invasion from Ukraine, which is also nonsense. Um, you know, and they're doing some things that are aggressive. Like there's some fake news that's come out of that because there's also rumor that they were stockpiling blood and building hospitals there, which would seem to indicate, you know, that they were going to make that a line in an invasion. That turns out is another claim that was made by the U.S. government um, and others that was without evidence. So, again, Russia, not the good guy. Definitely being aggressive in this situation, uh, and they could be the cause of something that is going to to kill a lot of people in that region, they're, and they're going to possibly just seize territory. We'll see if it actually plays out that way. Uh, watch that video that I posted in the comments. Again, if you're, you're listening on the radio, you'll have to go follow us on a free solution, the Facebook page, free solution, YouTube channel, the Kevin Wilson pages, Kevin Wilson Twitter. Any one of those, it'll be up there. Uh, check out the video, I, the YouTube video I posted, which gives a pretty good overview of what's happening there. Um, the point is, don't believe the State Department. They're not always telling you the truth. The, the, again, surprise, folks. The government doesn't always have your best interest in mind and isn't always going to be honest with you. That, that's your lesson for today. Again, thanks for joining us today on A Free Solution. I will be back on Friday. But tomorrow, make sure you check out Larry Sharp Wednesday. Listen to Craig. Thursday, Tim. Talk to you then. Have a great week, folks.